Let's welcome in McKean's Hockey Director of Analytics and Pro Scouting, as well as writer for Roto World and Maple Leafs Hot Stove, Gus Katsaros on the line. Gus, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. All right. You know what? Let's, let's first... Before we get too in-depth into anything else, break down your roles for me with Roto World and McKean's Hockey. Well, I've been with McKean's Hockey for about 11 years now, and they're a third-party scouting service. So my job was essentially to do the analysis on players um, that have been drafted. So uh, my focus was on the pros, while uh, some of the focus at McKean's Hockey is about um, draft-eligible players, and we put draft rankings together and, and, and follow them to the point where they're drafted. I took over after they got drafted to see where they are in terms of development. Are they working out? And, you know, skill sets change between junior and the NHL. So so taking stock and evaluating just where players are um, in their skill sets and will they actually be able to translate their junior success into professional hockey success. With Roto World, I, I, I've used the analysis and and. And all the tools that I've gathered um, becoming, I guess, a better analyst over the years with McKean's Hockey, which translates really easy into fantasy. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to use real-world, I guess, ideas in order to generate better fantasy analysis. Yeah, and that's that's so important. We know how popular fantasy sports are and fantasy hockey. So to have that real-world take and analysis and being able to translate that very valuable. So that's uh, that's great. You're able to do that with Roto World. Now we look at your your pin tweet on your Twitter account at Cats Hockey, and it says the four S's of scouting. Take us through through those and how that that helps you keeping that that formula into doing your work. Well, the the one of the first tenets of of scouting I was introduced to was um, to be able to evaluate a player, you need to be able to break down their specific skills. You do that in the form of four categories, and they call the four S's, so speed, smart, skills, and skating. Each of those S's has a subcategory. For instance, speed, um, to me, translates more about the speed of the game, pace, the ability to do so. However, somebody else might translate that into direct player speed, the ability to skate, um, and but skating also is its own separate category. So there's a the overlap is where you're going to find some nuances. Hmm. Um, at the same time, while that's the base of how you would try to evaluate a player, it's not good enough to just say this player is a great skater, has good feet or good hands. There has to be some kind of an integration between skills. He's not a good scorer because he has great hands. He's a good scorer because he understands where to be in order to exploit that valuable tool that makes him or her, I guess, in this situation as well, a great scorer. So it's the integration of skills that is based on the four S's that I have in my pin tweet. And Gus, I think the smarts category would be the most interesting because, as you said, okay, skills, you can find a formula for that and, and, and see skating and speed to certain degrees. But how do you, how do you measure smarts? What does smarts look like? Hmm. So... I think that this is one of those categories that I've refined a lot over the years. At first, you look at smarts and say, okay, this play happened. When this play happened, this player was in X position. Why was the result? Was it a good result? Did he he make a smart decision in order to to fulfill what Y was supposed to be? So you're kind of looking at an after-the-fact to justify whether or not the play was correct. Um, You try to assess a player's mentality or, or... and and it's it's something that is just not you, you can't wrap a number around it you can't really wrap a, a rating around it it's just a does the player understand or not now over the course of 
these past few years, um, I've really gotten into a lot more systems integration. So smarts not only is about a player doing the right things on the ice, it's also about being, um, being able to perform within the structure of the coaching system. So if a player is making good decisions, if he's able to freelance out of his role for just a few minutes, but is able to understand that they need to bounce back and get into a specific position, that is an element of smarts. The other element is somewhat similar to what I was uh, pointing out before. A goal scorer is not a good goal scorer just because they have good hands or mm. feet. They need to be smart enough to understand where to be in order to exploit their greatest talents. Right. Right. In conversation with Gus Katsaros, McKean's Hockey Director of Analytics and Pro Scouting as well, writer for Roto World and Maple Leafs Hot Stove on Twitter at Cats Hockey. Now, Gus, we mentioned the fantasy hockey a few minutes ago. So in dealing with, with analytics and fantasy evaluations, how much stock do analysts put into the newer statistics like expected goals, goal wins above replacement when it comes to the fantasy hockey side of things? Well, uh, goals and wins above replacement is a bit of a tricky point. Um, I feel that some of the newer statistics are things like PDO and on-ice save percentage versus individual save percentage and the integration of a variety of different metrics can provide a fantastic window into what a player's ability is. Um, I think what you're looking at is overvalued or undervalued in terms of performance. You'll look at things like PDO or, or um, a really high individual shooting percentage when the team really isn't shooting that great while he's on the ice. So those elements provide context that really wasn't available in the past. You take things like wins and goals above replacement now, and that's, again, another element of overvaluing or overperforming versus underperforming and you can kind of time to see where players are either in a slump and thinking you know maybe their numbers aren't exactly where they're supposed to be but they're underperforming their metrics if they're underperforming there's still a possibility that they could regress upwards Hmm. so you're looking at an overperformance or an underperformance and you're trying to figure out whether that's over a short period of time a week a month two months half a season or an entire season or a variety of seasons so you can kind of essentially take those metrics and really blast them into a variety of different time frames to get a really good picture that wasn't available to anybody in the past i don't know three four years now they're really becoming in vogue gus uh, got we played the, the mitch marner clip coming off the top and his defensive game has been in question this season that's in part why we've seen him demoted to the leafs fourth line what have you noticed that's different about his game this season and in particular his speed on rushes is alleged defensive challenges in his own zone and uh, are they all that bad or is he just an easy target given his size and age you know it's actually pretty interesting because mitch marner is one of those players that was under like you can see him i should say that you saw him last year perform much better against much bigger opponents because he has that method of using an opponent's ability against them. For instance, there's one play in particular I remember against Shea Weber where he tried to get in as close as possible to Weber and force Weber to make a pivot. Once he makes that pivot, he is off balance. That takes the advantage away from the bigger player with size and it takes their hitting capacity completely away in order for them to be able to balance on the ice. And it brings the advantage to the younger, smaller, uh, I shouldn't have said younger, but anyway, the smaller, more fleet, and the better skater. So using an opponent's perceived pluses against them is essentially what a good smart player does. Hmm. So in Marner's 
situation. Personally, like the NHL is sophisticated enough to be able to understand where and what players do. There was no video coming into into the professionals um, for Marner other than what he was doing with London Knights. Last year was one of those wild card crazy years where the Leafs were just really unpredictable in the youth and the rookies that they were able to put on. Who knew what Matthews and Nylander and, and were capable of sol- uh, solely? And then you add Mitch Marner. This year, what I feel is teams are really keyed in on the one element that made Marner very successful last year, the rushing prior to getting into the zone. And the speed and the ability to get there and the chaos that it invoked once they got into the offensive zone was a plus that Marner would use to not only make himself better and and exploit his own skill set, but he made the players that he was playing around him much better too. While everybody was trying to scramble back into the chaos, Tyler Bozak and uh, James Van Riemsdyk were just ready to get a good pass, a solid feed. Make sure that you're ready to do whatever Marner is getting ready to, uh, to set up and you're all going to have success. This year, the play is usually stopped before he enters the zone. There's not as much room. He's passing it off more. There's less individualism, and while I feel individualism is a negative trait for his specific skill set, it was a distinct positive that's not there right now. Well, and that's all about development in the league. When players get figured out, the great ones overcome it, and we'll have to see how Mitch Marner develops uh, throughout this season and, and going forward. Uh, Gus, never enough time. I'd love to have you on again later in the season. Thank you so much. Anytime, guys. Thanks very much for having me on. All right. Gus Ketseros. He is McKean's Hockey Director and Analytics of Pro Scouting, as well as writer for Roto World and Maple Leafs Hot Stove on Twitter, at Cats Hockey. Let's take the break and then get an update. What happened in Rochester last weekend at the Hockey Analytics Conference? Micah Blake McCurdy of HockeyViz.com joins me, tsn.ca Scott Collin, a little bit later on. A lot more coming up here on TSN Hockey Analytics. Right now, get an additional $1,000 bonus from your Volkswagen dealers for up to $5,000 in total cash discounts on select Volkswagen models. It's the final days of Volksfest, and you don't have to be German to celebrate. I can get up to $5,000 in cash discounts? How? Get moving, fast. Uh, can you help me out of my lederhosen? Just up over the head. I need one leg at a time. It's tight around the middle. Drive it. You'll get it. Up to $5,000 in cash discounts on select 2017 Volkswagen models. Only until October 31st. Visit vwoffers.ca for details. Volkswagen.